0: Hello, Cyclocross friends, and thanks for tuning in to episode 322 of Cyclocross Radio. On this show, we're uh, talking about, gosh, what are we talking about? We're talking about the uh, uh, last weekend that happened in in Cyclocross, the finale of the X2O series. We've got Tone Arts uh, return. We have a Swakuary trivia contest that you all should prepare for so get out your uh, pen and paper and be be prepared for uh zach's quiz um that we will take near the end of the episode and uh yeah other than that i think we we ris- revisit our our uh, all cyclocross teams and explain that a little more and uh basically here's here's the thing i, I was i saw that uh our Show cyclocross radio came up in a Reddit discussion on the R Cyclocross uh, group. And uh, I there was a a comment about the show that said something along the lines of great podcasts, but they can get off the rails pretty quickly. I 100% endorse that description of the program and can say that we uh, follow that format in this episode. All right. It's episode 322 of Cyclocross Radio. we got Michael and Zach in the media pit. We're talking about Swequary, the end of the X2O, Tone Arts Return, and all of those things that happen on the side of the tracks, and we're doing it. All of it, right now. We're back in the media pit, and uh, b- before we start, before we start this this episode, I just I, I need to take a second and uh, apologize to the uh, city that reads and the whole Ripkin family, Baltimore Orioles organization for, for sliding Cal Ripken on the last, uh, episode, uh, Ian Kennedy called me out and, and he's right. Um, you know, uh, uh mo- moving to DC before the nationals existed that, that was like, you know, that was, that would be the American league team that, that, that I would follow. And, you know, Cal Ripken is a hall of famer. We're going to talk about hall of fames. He's a, he's a first ballot hall of famer. Uh, he did more for information about electrical grids in the US and any other major league player i never watched yellowstone because of cal ripken many things but anyway
1: that's it cal good guy billy even better guy I, kudos to you though for angering the good folks at the Charm City. I- <laughs> well, you you were the one that were like, oh, somebody's going to be mad. and you know that was like so
0: it, it teed it up. So that's good. Um, I I look forward. Ian also uh, uh, emailed the, the the slow ride. So I, I with I'm sure that in for a podcast who has uh, whose bread and butter is analyzing races they don't watch. <laughs> I. I I, I can't wait to see what what they say about um, what I said with I'm sure never hearing it just going off of this email. So I look forward to that dragging as well.
1: Uh, but isn't – I mean, I not to talk ill of Ian and like obviously his point is valid. But like going to the slow ride with something that they probably weren't – isn't that kind of like tattling? That's like – it's just, just like serving it up all the time. It's serving Dude. it up for the chief, for like the chiefs, the the trolls in chief of the the cycling podcast world.
0: You do not understand the work that we do for the slow ride. <laughs> if you listen to the people who are all in our Slack, who write letters to the slow ride, I believe our our bulletin um, contributor uh, Jeff was one of these people who wrote the slow ride about something we were talking about to get their take on it. (laughs) We're like 85% of, of their content. We're just data mining.
1: So it's been so long since we've done the rough draft. When is there going to be the slow ride media pit crossover? And could we do, could we do a six person crossover episode would that would that be popular with the folks out there
2: we need to bring back we need to bring back live episodes and we need to get the live crossover event what event would we all be at darts i mean <laughs> that would be <laughs> fantastic yeah having a couple of pints and uh talking uh, talking cycling maybe maybe
0: well yeah Minnesota needs to have a, a UCI race. And then we could all just meet there. Yeah. UCI cyclocross race. That's what we need.
1: Uh you know, it's funny you mentioned that. I think there might be some potential for that. So Minneapolis. I had to tune in. They hosted a skiing World Cup, uh, which was supposed to happen in 2020, like actually would have been one of the first things that I did when I moved to Minneapolis was go to this event, but obviously got canceled because of the pandemic. Uh, And they, they brought it back this year uh, at Theo worth park at the Loppet foundation. It was, it's pretty damn cool. I, you know, it's a very hilly venue. There were some awesome photos of just the crowds that looked like Hooger Haida. I was thinking, you know, mountain biking is really big in Minneapolis. I don't know if they have the facilities there at Theo worth, but like, I could see packing it in for some sort of mountain bike type event or whatever. So, I don't know. Not outside the realm of possibility. <laughs> Minneapolis folks love their outdoor activities. I bet they would show up for World Cup. I don't know if they have trails that are good enough for it,
2: but you know, can dream. So you're saying this was a a downhill skiing event, mm, cross country skiing. Okay. Yeah, cross country skiing World Cup. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it did look do, pretty neat. Wait, do, wait, is, isn't there? I think there's a podcast on this network about cross country skiing. So I think that.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. If, so, to, geez, so you think Nate has? Yeah, we. I need to go catch up to see if Nate has covered this. I I have to catch up to see if Nate covered this.
1: <laughs> is that call, is so called? Is it you don't know this, Zach? Is it called so the, the Slow Glide
0: podcast? Oh, it should be because it, it when 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 those boys take the week off, Nate. Chinenko just jumps in there and does the Nordic, um, uh, Nordic corner. Nordic corner. That's what it is. Yeah. Nordic corner. Slow yeah, glide slow podcast glide
2: is that's what it should be. There you go, Zach. There you go, Tim. Uh, put that. Uh, put yeah. Change change the name. Slow glide. Nate. You can thank Zach. So
1: we're like firmly ensconced in Swequary, right now. Uh, this is like. The end. I mean, this is like peak sweatuary, right? Like where this is the end. Bodie, is this the end of the X2O series? I believe we, deci- was, we decided yeah. our champions. So we had two races. I think we have one more weekend next, this coming weekend. But we've got some sweatuary to talk about. I I would like to yeah, and and I would like to just um make a
0: proposal here for seasons going forward. when when I was still doing the sven videos and once Sven retired or even when he was, you know, not winning, everybody was like, well, shouldn't it be the vanderpool you know, video series or the, or the Van Artness? And I'm like, well, neither of those people's last name is Ness. So I don't think that would work. It was, it was, they were trying to Watergate, you know, this thing. And change the name, and I'm like, no, it's it's still it it lives on. Svaness is 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 a it's a state, right? It's it's something that's just going to continue. So what I'm getting at is even if Lauren, we want him, we want Lawrence to come back, we want him to to regain his his February throne. But even if he doesn't, I propose that going forward, this period is still Svecuary. Yeah.
2: I'm all for it. I, th- I think in honor of, of, of the legend, there's something idiosyncratic about the post race post world's races. And it fits in with the vibe that Sweck has and sort of, he's befuddled us for, for years. So I, I, yeah, I think it is forever. Sweckuary. Um, you know, I don't, does he still get this weekend? Does he, does he, cause then he gets everything. <laughs> Deserved, yeah. Okay. Uh. Okay, Zach.
1: Well, I look. I have. We'll get to this. We're we have we have some just massive trivia. We have not just like trivia questions. We're going to have an entire contest, and uh, Bill and Michael are going to be pitted against one another in that contest. And you at home will be able to play along. But there's a question in there that really highlights why it's February. Right? I don't think. Someone's going to have to work really hard to achieve the level of level of their success in the month of February. I mean, the guy is just like on another plane. You know, again, I did analysis a few years ago. He's playing he's playing four dimensionals chess, and everyone else is just playing not even checkers in terms of winning races in February and only in February. So, I I, I think it's going to be Swequerry. I think we're looking at a minimum of like five to 10 years before anyone could potentially supplant his achievement. And I think for as long as the podcast exists, it's going to be Sweckuary. He's going to be gone and we're still going to remember it. And, you know, he might not make the Hall of Fame. We'll talk about that today, too. I don't know if Sweck is going to make the Hall of Fame, but, you know, you could do a lot worse than having an entire month of the season named after you in perpetuity. Like the Vanderhol shot. You know, Lars Vanderhert, I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer either, but it will forever be the Vanderhol shot. Like, these things live on. And, you know, having a legacy, if you're not a Hall of Famer, and sometimes having a legacy is better than being a Hall of Famer. We'll talk about some of the guys that probably none of us have really heard of, you know, who raced back in the 70s, 80s, or whatever. Uh, but in modern parlance, you know, Ray could be around 20 years from now. and. I'm going to shove this in here now since since it just since
0: we're talking about Lars Vanderhaar and if if he is a Hall of Famer and again I don't I don't know either but it's it's kind of timely because just this past weekend with him firming up the X20 uh overall for the season he has now as a body informed me in the in the green room in, in golf it's the career grand slam he he now has a cyclocross career grand slam 2014-15 season i believe he won the world cup overall last year he won the super prestige overall and 10 years after winning that that um world cup overall this year he won the x2o so so lars van der Haar, if, if anything is uh is staking his claim on that on that CV for for Hall of Fame um, inclusion.
2: I yeah, and I think that also like, you know, having a period in the calendar named after you might be like Hall of Fame worthy, you know? I, I don't know. Like I was thinking about, you know, the Hall of Fame rules and if you lead at something, like maybe like you're the you've got seventh the most time, you know, like you have a keventh place. Like are you in the hall of fame? Like if you do something so much that it like becomes ingrained in the cyclocross like conscience, then like maybe this is it's just, hall of fame worthy. It's gonna be a hall of fame of our dumb bits. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, so you got some trivia for us, or do you do you want me to warm you yeah, guys up? Yeah, back to we
0: moved on to the Hall of Fame, and we got to go back to Swequari.
2: No, what I really want is based on this. I want Bodhi.
1: I want you to go to a uh, baseball Reddit subreddit, and I want you to make the argument that Mario Mendoza should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs>
0: Yes. Yes, he should be. He is the he, he is the the baseline for every other baseball player in the league to to to
1: be rated off of. He absolutely deserves that. If you don't know the Mendoza line, go look it up. And that's really unfair. That's that's unfair to Swack and that's unfair to yeah, I mean even to Kevin and that's unfair to Lars. But you know, it's a similar thing. Like are we doing vibes-based Hall of Fame nominations? What was Mendoza? It was like
2: 230 or something. 200, 200 is 200. the Mendoza line. Okay. Yeah. You said it's your average right. over what? Your career? or? It, that was his in average a given season. Over, in a given in, season. In any given,
0: and that was sort of the line if you are going to stay in the major leagues or not. That was that was the Mendoza line. Yeah. Because he was always there, but he was like right on the
1: cusp. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Like like getting those little factoids in uh in here. So, uh, well, so we had some races. Um, and you know, Bill, you were just talking about the men's races. You were pointing out we were talking about the lions and the season they had and stuff. But it seems like the sauces have been uh, they had a good weekend. Good weekend for the the male sauces at least.
0: And, and maybe it's too early to go off on a tangent, but um. <laughs> That's sort of what we do, uh, and, and I know this is bringing over for something the, the shtick from Grodio that we used to do. Zach, is Michael Van
2: Tornout becoming the cyclocross villain? The, Bill, I'm, this is. I'm really glad you brought this up because I was at. I went to a gravel race this weekend, and after the race, there was a party, and all the racers showed up, and we were talking. My good friend, Jack, we were talking about Cross, and he was like, you know what? This season, I've really come to like Ellie more and Michael Vandernout less, and I was like, oh, that's really, I, I thought maybe like, you know, Vandernout is speaking out, and, and you, would, you would appreciate him more trying to get out from under that thumb of Ellie, and he's like, no, he's he's sniveling. He's kind of a jerk. He's he's pulling Ron Camp's wheel. He's complaining about Ellie during the races. And I was like, this is lovely. Look at this. Like, what has become of our sauce duo? Are they no longer playing Fortnite together? Like, I'm. I, yes, is Vanter now the villain? I, like, who? Uh, Cosmo, how the races won, did a pretty good. Zap Rooter breakdown of the incident with Camp and out. So go to the Instagram, how the races won. Check out the video because I actually missed a lot of it, and he really like saw the stuff in the background and and what happened. And Bill, I don't I don't know. I think do you think that this was always Vanternow's disposition or personality, but it was sort of like subdued, and now that he's he's like just wins jerseys like he's kind of getting a little bit, he's having maybe a little more pride. He's, he's feeling a little more, he's feeling disrespected. Like now this is something that Ellie is doing to him. I don't know. Consummate teammate. Like, Last season and beyond, Zach, it was like Michael
0: Van Tornout. He's the team guy. He's the team player. Like they're when they're yelling at Sweck when he was a sauce to like slow down. Like Van Tornout was the guy who was like, "Whatever you guys need, I'm here for you." Like the just c- cyclocross wingman. And
1: and I don't know. What do you think, Zach? Is it, are we, are we making too much out of this? I think so. I mean, I would probably attribute it to being it. I mean, this was a really frustrating year for him. Uh, I mean, he just looking at his his results, he took five DNFs. Like, he hadn't had a DNF for almost two full seasons. Like, his previous uh, DNF was in 2021 at the... Apparently, it's called B-Mind Cross, which, really, they need to move to Sweckuary because that's just perfect for Valentine's Day. (laughs) Really need to move that one. But, like, (laughs) I just... I felt like it was a very frustrating year. He was was injured early on. He had his moments. But, like, his results were very un-Mikey V-like. I mean... 10, 10, 16, 14. And I, I'm just guessing it's some of the, the frustration with the frustrating season. You know, obviously he got the one jersey, he got the world's podium finish, but I can just imagine it's been trying. And I think oftentimes you see People, when they're frustrated, they lash out, I think, in all walks of life, right? You're having a bad week. You might lash out at a coworker. Uh You're having a bad season. You know, you might not carry yourself super well. I mean, look at, look at the Chiefs. When the Chiefs weren't going, Mahomes was like, you know, the Swifty Nation was just going to town on Patrick Mahomes for chewing out uh, Taylor's boyfriend. And everyone else on the team was like, look at this prima donna. Now he's back, you know, winning. So it happens to the best of us. I would just attribute it to be it being a frustrating year. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I I mean, really the beneficiary here though is the most likable, unlikable guy in Cyclocross. I mean, Ailey Easterbeat just keeps he's just he's playing the long game. Ailey's playing the long game. Uh he keeps stacking dubs. He just picked up number fifty uh, at age twenty-six. I mean, good chance that's ten a year, ten a year for the next five years we'll be talking about this guy winning 100 he'll be doing i don't know how he's gonna do it with the hands he'll have to try to figure that out but you know i, I think ailey is just gonna keep moving his way into to people's hearts and mikey v doing him a solid right now
0: yeah it talk, talking about the hands we were talking about that that earlier so when ailey crossed the line for his 50th win he put up um a 5 and a zero uh with his hands but he actually put up a zero and a five for him it looked like a five and a zero but if you're taking that photo it actually looked like an oh five so i i think when i when i finally you know i for years i i have talked about making this primer for how to post up and in a way that's that you're going to get the best finish line photos you know like wait until after you're underneath a truss you know and and hold the pose roll all the way up all that kind of stuff I think another another point that now has to be added that to that it it don't if you're going to do yourself if you're going to practice your celebrations in a mirror make sure that they if they are asymmetrical that they look correct from the front instead of just the back where where you're at. So you know you may you may need somebody to go in there and take a photo of you practicing your post up to make sure it's it's looking how you wanted to and not reversed.
2: Here's a, here's a tip: instead of doing one number on each hand, you just do you flash the number. You do five zero. Oh, good. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course, that doesn't get captured in one photo. And Bill, yours—it makes sense as well. But sometimes when your your heart is heart rate's so high, or, you can't. Or
0: if you're a real baller, you just you just have the prop ready for it. you. You know, it's it's like the like the the um, who was NFL guy who had the Sharpie
1: behind the? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, the... uh, Ter-
0: Terrell Owens, yeah, with the Sharpie. <laughs> well, no, the, I the mean.
1: I'm glad you brought this I up. Do you guys that. remember when Vanderpool won like 31 races in a year? He had the sign. Someone made the sign for him. That is that is why, you know, match Vanderpool, probably the best ever. He also wins Bill's post-up. He had the sign that said 30 and he held it up and someone made it for him. So I I don't know. I mean, maybe Ailey should have not worn a skin suit that day. It would have been a good kit day. Just throw that in the back pocket, f- unfold it fold it out, crease it out, you know, like they do the zip up or whatever or just have a guy at the, you know, at the finish line. So, missed or if opportunity. You're wearing that,
0: if you're wearing the the, the baller if you're wearing the skin suit, just, just have it on your base layer. There you go. And then just
2: yep. unzip and Superman that thing at the finish line with a big 50. No, no, no base layer, ride it on your chest in Sharpie. <laughs> like, like uh, what's his name? The Belgian cyclist who proposed to, no, asked a woman on a date uh, well, I like drought. though
1: Bodie, I like your idea of of flashing it. Maybe we could get more more post-up gifs, right? Like we can get the full yes. cuz I've I've just been a long proponent for doing a good celebration, having it be a thing, you know, like the 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 condor or whatever it is. But instead of just having one moment, what if we were able to we started just embedding gifs into our race reports with the post-up. So, you know, 20, 30, 40 frames per second, we can capture that pretty good, make a nice little gif out of it.
2: Boom, yeah, you get the whole boom, yeah,
1: not just not just you know, not just part of the boom, like some some portion of the boom, like a full boom, and that would take some pressure off riders to like do a good post up because you know they could do something, and if they do it too far away, we can just zoom in and um, but yeah, Bill, you definitely need to make that primer. I feel like that was my hobby horse if hating on pinwheels was my hobby horse of twenty twenty two besides porta potties behind the finish. Bad post-ups was my other <laughs> hobby horse of 2023. All right, good to know. Okay,
0: so uh, should we get back on on track here? Where are we are we sticking with Swakuary?
1: Yeah. So I I don't know. I mean, I like to talk about little things that I take away from the race. Um, I mean, you know, there's races. A lot of people had stuff going on, but. Uh, you know this Brussels course. That's the one I I, I tuned in for that one. I think because it was the series race. I think it's a really cool concept. Uh, you know I've said this before. One of my favorite races I ever did was at Ripon College. You know, a bunch of college students brought a couch out and they were drinking beers and hanging out and watching us race cyclocross. And I think that'd be really cool. I you know more on campus cyclocross, but cool event was really muddy. It was definitely one of those courses where you were kind of racing the course more than. Uh, your competitors. But really the thing that I noticed between these two races, like little cyclocross thing was the importance of staying on your bike longer. Um, I think that in the women's race, you saw Brand was riding longer early in the race when it was a big group. And it didn't, maybe it doesn't make a difference, maybe even fall behind a little bit, but I think it definitely benefited her. You know, you save that energy of, of often from running less. Uh, And then pretty sure Ailey, you know, on that Awful off camber was able to ride it and stay on his bike a little bit longer. If I'm not mistaken, that's where he ended up getting a gap uh in that race. So I don't know, it's like the one little thing that I picked up, a little cyclocross skills. Sometimes even maybe it is quicker to run stuff, but especially earn the race, stay on your bike. Uh and if you can save a little bit of energy that way, maybe it'll pay off down the road if you're not gonna get like a decisive gap uh in the group or whatever. And
2: um, I guess the other thing too is <laughs> Wait, do you do you stay on your bike like like Blanca Voss does.
1: Ah oh, man, that is a good what uh uh what am I looking I I'm tr- struggling to think of the right math word, but like uh antithesis, uh anti argument, whatever <laughs> I can't think of the word. Um ironically, as we have like a on campus and I have one of them advanced degrees and I can't even think of a word <laughs> that I probably used for, uh, for so long. Uh, but yes, you, you make a good point. And also I want to apologize a little bit to listen to brand. I've been hard on her this year with her running uh, vis-a-vis, you know, Fem Empel. She's still pretty good. I, I think against the, against the regulars, like she still looked pretty damn good, like off her bike. And she was definitely making moves uh, off her bike. And I think like it just showed, how good she is! Seeing her race and you know her ability to kind of like stay on her bike, ride this course really well. And so I think, I guess we forget because she's just in the presence of like these two young phenoms that she's still pretty damn good at the sport of cyclocross. So that off camber that you talked about
0: is one one of the best off cambers out there, and it's it's one of those. I, I think you're right. It was interesting because when it's not as wet as it was for this race it's still treacherous and it's still really hard to ride and it's the kind of thing that you need to much like much like when you're setting up your drive michael you you need to kind of pick your landing zone for that for that off camber and if you you know if you go a little too far right you're really you you know you're you're kind of um testing fate there to go out of bounds and uh, go right for sure yeah so um but it's it it is always that's one that i really loved when i was able to see it i think in 2020 just just where people were picking lines and where people were able to kind of master that section and this year yeah it's it's it
1: it, ellie riding
0: it just was definitely the exception there because it definitely was a running section and not an easy one in this race
1: yeah, it was like the low line. The riding line was the low line. If you could, if you could do it, but then you were in a bad place if you got stuck down there, where most of the riders, people were just opting to run uh, the high line. So it was, yeah, it was fun to watch, and you know, definitely a day for the mud tires to see if they could get you a little bit of grip, uh, making the option to to ride down there.
2: Yeah, I think this was the sloppiest um, conditions we've seen Brussels, um, at which. It's kind of scary because it, it has some of those steep drops to pavement and then like you go sh- go jamming down a chute and then you got to hop a curb. I mean, that, that was sort of some really sketchy stuff that I, we saw Ellie ride pretty well. But the one thing I, I, was the the amphitheater, right? I think we've sort of gone back and forth about the amphitheater, but it sort of took it took that out as like an option to maybe ride it. It was just like it's it just a run. Um, and I don't know if that, I, I, I just like that sort of kind of changes that course. And I, I, I think that's one of the things where like, I like that one when you can kind of ride it and maybe choose to run it. But I feel like that there was just with this weather, it was just one option. Uh, the, the the amphitheater uh, brings up an interesting
0: question and maybe one that we've covered in, in the past. Um, oh, just as quick aside to that, the, the one thing I like about Brussels is that Since we've been going back there so many years, we can see the progress of the construction of the campus. Like if you look at the race three or four years ago, the whole section before the amphitheater was just a construction site. they were basically riding through a construction site, and now that all seems to be complete now. So it's kind of it's kind of just fun to see. Oh, they they finished that section. You know, we get like a campus tour every time every time we go back. But Zach, you you um you know made this proclamation a few uh, episodes ago about outlawing whoops. So uh, this is like like the amphitheater is kind of like this. I, I don't know. It's it, it's kind of a whoop variant, maybe, although not very whoopy. So, what's the what's the take on this feature?
1: Yeah. So I was like, obviously, I was super disappointed that it was too muddy. Um, I think it, it's been a while since we've had a good rideable uphill downhill whoop section. Um, I like this section. Uh, it's a bummer. I don't like how it was this year. It was kind of pointless because you just ran up and down. But uh, from a cyclocross uh, sicko's standpoint, when it's rideable, I love that down that downhill where it's like get back on your bike and it, you're just out of control and you might fall over <laughs> and crash and stuff. So I'm I'm willing to allow this one, although I feel like it didn't matter. It wasn't a whoops this year because no one could ride up it. No one could ride down it. It was just kind of like... Meh, it's too but muddy. I
0: think I think the the distinction that you can make here is that it is a human made section, but it is not made for cyclocross. I like that. Ah, yeah, that's good. All right. So any any, I mean anything else really to talk about? Oh, here's here's something we should talk about. Uh, I mean Brussels and the whole the whole weekend. Uh, that maybe a lot of people listening to this are uh, yelling at us for. Burying the the lead, um, Tone Arts back in cyclocross. That's right, uh, The debut after serving a two year doping suspension. Michael, you were ref- doing a doing a Tone Arts uh, doping
2: suspension refresher course. So just yeah, I was I was toning up my knowledge of of uh, his his doping suspension just. Just refreshing. Um, he got popped for Letrozole, which is a metabolite. Uh, it sounds like it. In his, it was a thing where he, the UCI agreed that he probably ingested it accidentally, but he, since he couldn't prove where it came from, he got a two-year ban. As opposed to a four year ban when you're just you know, you just did it. And unlike Betsama who I guess was able to provide the tainted supplement or that's right, the pharmacist who mixed the supplement.
0: I, I think in her case as well, she was able to provide sealed containers. Ah. If I'm not mistaken. And that was really mm-hmm. the, the 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 part that, you know, she was and, he's on the,
2: and he's now in he's now in a, he's now a hen's container. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just true detective being, reading between the lines here, trying to draw connections between seasons. Um, but yeah, so, so I was just kind of brushed up what exactly happened. Uh, you know, Tone declared his innocence, said he you know, obviously didn't do this on purpose and he was, you know, felt like he was unjustly punished, but you know. Once the, the, I guess it was, it was August of this year. I think they sort of like, it was sort of, everything was over. There was nothing he could do. And so we knew he was coming back in February. He signed with, uh, Hens, Dash, Knock, Container, uh, Dan Soda's team and Cornet team. And yeah, he made his debut this weekend and he had apparently, I think at St. Nicholas, he had a bunch of fans from his hometown bust in. And so the, It seems, you know, I don't know, maybe you guys have seen what the other athletes, like what are sort of their reactions were. We were kind of talking about this in the green room about how this one seems to be. I don't know. I haven't heard anybody speak out about tone. Maybe we did hear a few speak out about Denise and some about Katie and maybe those are mostly Americans you know, even so much as in the race on Saturday, you know, Lars came and out sprinted Tone on the on the finish straight. And he kind of said something along like he's like, I kind of thought about maybe not doing it. Right. I guess there was some sort of respect for Tone who had, you know, come back after a two year ban and was, you know, kind of at the pointy end of things. And and Lars really wanting to sort of let him take that podium spot. But, you know, Lars is a gamer and Lars does not get into the Hall of Fame without by giving up podium spots. So yeah, I thought that was just kind of interesting to hear uh what he said. And I don't know if you did you guys see any other athlete reactions to Tone coming back? Did I miss something on Instagram? I'm just curious. I don't know. It's it's
0: I, I feel like it's changed in 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 the acceptance of these suspensions I well I think the other thing is that like what we saw with Denise was a lot of North American descent and especially since at that time there were a lot of North American women who were competing against her directly like you know ending finishing races at that same point so that that hit a lot closer to home where now you have a pretty much you know homogenous um field out there of of men who have worked with to an arts for years. And I think that that's just, you know, there, it, I, I don't feel like there are any outspoken <laughs> advocates of, of clean sport. I'm sure they're all advocates of clean sport, but you know, there's nobody like that's going to go on a crusade about this, this type of stuff in that field. So I don't, I don't think you're going to see it.
2: I mean, I guess also like the other part is that he started to your ban. I mean, he, he didn't race cross for years. So he, he technically he did his time and i guess at like what are you gonna do like he's he's back at it he, he stopped racing for two years and and now here's so you you got to take him as as he is um yeah
0: what do we think so tone he comes back he gets two fourth places sort of gets uh pipped by lars uh to not get on the podium but from basically coming you know from the behind the teacher's desk to the to the cross race um Pretty good pretty good results. Do we think that he will be a fact? Is Tone going to be back in the same position he was where, with the Lions next year, especially with a year that doesn't look like it's going to have um, Wout or Matu or even maybe Pidcock battling it out with him? Can, can he still hang with Ailey and, and Uris and, and Van Tornout and all those guys at the front, Zach?
1: I don't know. We'll find out. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Fourth place, I, you know, first time back. Well, he turns 31 this October. So, I mean, he's getting up there, but he still has a few years left in his prime. I mean, I feel like coming back and not racing cross for two years, like it, it's hard, you know, to, to come back. And so a couple fourth places is pretty good. He'll have a whole year of whole summer of training. I assume that if he wants to go Assume he can get a contract to do some sort of like Hermes racing or whatever the the cross racers do, get a good summer in. So sure. I don't I don't see why not. I mean, he was pretty damn good. Like, pretty good argument that he was the third best dude after Vanderpool and Wout, you know, until he he got popped for the the doping suspension. So sure. But we'll see what happens.
2: Yeah, I guess fourth place. I mean, these guys are all finishing their seasons. He's starting theirs. I mean it's a good like it's a good it's a good place for him to come in at um and you know I guess Ellie Ellie is just kind of finishing really strong this season um but to see you know you know we had Yoris uh, on our all team for CX and you know he's able to be finishing next to him and so I, I can see him being another like the sort of early season battles we had between Sauces and the Lions this, this, uh, fast, fast fall. I could see, you know, Tune could be kind of fun. Another, another one to throw in there on a different team. And, you know, he could, he can make it exciting too.
0: Since you brought up, uh, you know, having Yoris on the first team, should we quickly touch on our all cyclocross first team discussion that we had and, and some of the,
2: uh, listener entries into into this yeah award. No, I think we should. And I th- it was great because I got a good question from my partner Emily. She was like, "I don't know what that means." Like, you know, what is all first team? all CX first team mean, like, are they then like competing together against other people? And and how does this work? And I was like, no, it's, you know, it's like a sort of honors, like an MVP, like your honor system is an award you win. And there are sort of tiers to the level, you know, and and so that helped her understand it. We got a kind of a similar question from Jeff Diffenbach, who was kind of wondering what that meant. Um, But Bill, you cleared it up for them and you let them know that how we sort of looked at this and... I think that there was a lot of similarities. I liked that a lot of people like didn't pick. Well, Vanderpool wasn't wasn't always a consensus on some of these people's teams. Um, Jeff did pick Yoris, Mikey V and Vanderpool after he sort of understood the rules. Uh, Let's see. We got Jeff who picked same Matthew, Yoris Ellie. Um, Let's see. Jan Buxton also agreed with us. I saw someone in here had a different team. Let's see. I want to hear who people are putting on their second team. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, right. Well, funny. that's come next. Yeah. So I wanted to just shout out Michael Machado because he had Ellie, Yoris, and Lars, which I think Lars is, you know, as we discussed on the show, kind of a good pick who also won the X2O. So I like that one. Um but yeah, second team. Because we didn't name second teams. So the, the uh-huh. what this means though
0: is that so so part of this, like these are things that, you know, I think the NBA is the one that Zach and I at least are the most um that, that's the one that we probably probably know the best. And in, in the difference between what we're doing and what they do is they do it position, you know, based. So it'll be the, the your your first team, your all NBA first team will have like a they still go by these sort of old, old positions, but a center and a forward and a shooting guard and a guard and a point guard. Right. So those, the, and those will make up your first team. Uh, we're just picking the, basically the three best riders, uh, on the male and female women's and men's side. And just, you know, pointing them out as, as the best there. Um, and a lot of times you will have the unanimous picks and unanimous selections. So, Good on Michael Machado on sort of breaking sort of busting down MVDP out of the uh, unanimous first team all all cyclocross.
1: So didn't get it. Didn't get the hundred percent vote. I, the place where this construct would work is road, right? Because you would yeah. have you'd have your sprinters, Climber. your climbers, Sprinter. your GC guys, your domestiques. Yeah. Like that would actually be fun and kind of an interesting conversation. Like who's the best domestique of the year, you know. Those are more positional, and um but yeah, in cyclocross, it's kind of everyone else. You you could even have because you could have your best domestique, and then you have
0: that other guy that does the work right before that, which is like your six man award. Yeah.
1: And then Sep Cus just but like would Sep Cus be disqualified last year by winning winning the Vuelta? Would he be disqualified? I-
2: That's that. Man, so yeah, does he go on first or second? I mean, ugh, man. Anyway, I mean, you could s- you slow could ride. Break down slow crop. ride. Do this bit. <laughs> slow ride. There you go. Slow Sepp ride. More Cuss, more content.
0: Sepcus is the orange is the new black of the Golden Globes, where they throw that into like a comedy, and then they're able to be eligible. So you know, you just you just have to do the the category finessing.
2: Well, you know, we could also be we could also be like best sand rider. All team best oh, sand.
0: Interesting. Yeah. All
2: team best mutter. Yeah. All team best jogger runner. All team best uh tail whips, all team best hand ups, all team best uh celebrations. Whoop so rider we we Wait what? Whoops rider. Whoop, whoop yeah,
1: butts rider. Um, I feel like these are more cat but Bodie, Bo- are these your categories for the golden
2: tubes for this year? <laughs> these are my vibes hall of fame categories
1: i think i'm i'm taking because i guess i've been declared the arbiter of what the golden tubi categories are so i'm, I'm taking notes right now uh because okay, yeah, that, yeah. No, no, that shows so coming up next week so uh yeah put put best celebration okay. on there i feel like we had a few okay. we had right. a few hit me with some second names. teams i want to know i want the second teams like because i have no idea i I'd,
2: Okay, we'll, we'll, well, Okay, let's um, let's go back to Mike Machado, Mike Michael Machado. I don't know why I'm saying Machado. Sorry, Michael. Um, his second team, Pim, He put Vanderpool, and then Mikey V. So, and then also let's go to his women's second team, which I think was kind of interesting. He had Puck, for shot making a claim for February, and Monbacher. Interesting. Out of six women's riders, he puts Bacher on that second team. I don't know how I feel about that. What would your second team be? My second team? Yeah. If we uh, if we if we have, I mean, what did, we, did we we all have, came so- up with with
0: fem. Well, we had Femme, Lucinda, and then did we all? Were we unanimous? No, Bodie on got Bodie Earth got that one wrong.
1: No, Bodie, Bodie got the women's <laughs> third pick wrong. He picked a puck, so Alvarado's got to be on his second team. Alvarado second. Alvarado second. Okay.
2: Anna Marie Worst. She won. She she podiumed in two of the series. Verdon shot.
1: What are you thinking, Zach? I mean, I don't know. I haven't looked at the numbers. Like, I would, I haven't given this any consideration in terms of like what the numbers say. Um, I, I, the worst one, I, I would be going based on vibes. So I would say, obviously, Puck. Um, I mean, worst is a good pick. I, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, who else was doing good?
0: I don't think Bakker's a bad pick. I think a, I think Puck verdanshot Bacher is not bad, and th- that lines up. If you just want to go chalk, that lines up with your UCI rankings as well.
2: Well, it not that that's. Is. I mean, you know, you could throw Zoe Backstead on there. I. This is a perfect time for a little trivia question. All right, for you guys. In this season, we're talking about just victories, UCI victories, for the women. Who has the second most victories this season? Because Femme has the first, but who has the second most victories? Like total UCI wins, just period. You, total, total UCI, UCI like, wins across the board this season, and there's two women there tied uh, Rochette. Rochette. Ooh. Zach, Rochette is one. Okay. Um, it's
1: not brand because Celine had more, but Celine only had like six, right. and Rochette won. At least eight. <laughs> Cause she won the whole USCX series. Who um, didn't
0: who didn't just did somebody race uh, uh did somebody race like in Spain, like Casa Solo or somebody or someone
2: did race in Spain and picked up? Was it Verdonshot? Yeah, Was it Verdon shot? Yeah. Yeah, Shot and Magali second in overall wins this season. With um, eight? With eight. Yeah. Eight? So that's 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 why I think Shot second. Team All-CX. Worst, uh, she uh, was on the podium for the X2O and the Super Prestige. Don't look at her World Cup overall results. Just, we'll just ignore those.
0: Well, do we throw uh, Rochette in there just as this North American like token second team pick? Actually, I like that.
1: I don't like that. I mean, like, what if you're just off in the Toy Toy Cup stacking wins like that? I mean, I, it could be a consideration, but I, I think it'd be hard pressed to say someone who's just like stacking wins in America is like should be picked over someone who's like. So that's a that's like a third team designation. Sure. So I, I, you, could go, you, okay, I could go with
2: that. Who? So would so do you agree with Laura Verdanshaw on second team? She had six wins in Spain.
1: I don't know if I have but I don't know the like who else won races? Like who else won races in Europe this year? Like I, I don't know who else won races. Like didn't Alvarado brand Van Impel and Puck win most of yeah, the European yeah, exactly. races. Exactly. Like, they
2: did. That's why that yeah, they did. That's why you have that's why it's harder to pick. So let's let's go through, through a few other Bolton uh subscribers, women's second team. Jeff had Puck, Laura Verdon shot and Christina Zemanova. I think that's a good pick. Uh, Jan Buxton had puck, Anna Marie. We agree on that, and Anik Van Alphen, who I f- oh man, I feel like I feel like Anik has not been as visible this year as maybe in the past. Um, but uh, you know, you know, Buxton looked at the numbers. Um, let's see, uh, Michael Machado, Machado uh, Puck Verdonschot Bakker. I already said that. Um, yeah, let's see. Uh, and then Jeff um salen Berdon shot and zoe he put zoe on the second team
0: who was the only rider who wasn't on the quad squad to win a world cup
1: man and bakker that's it was that your trivia is yeah. that your trivia question the, contribution
2: no it's just
0: i am just like I'm, that, I'm, that's I'm, his I'm, case I'm, for yeah.
2: being on the second second team look I mean I'm the biggest Pakistan out there so like
0: (laughs) here's a trivia question for you who is the first who was the last World Cup winner who was not Dutch overall no just a World Cup race who was not Dutch I can tell you that it happened in 20, 2021. Wait, they won for women. For women. For women, 2021. A race winner, a World Cup race winner who was not Dutch.
2: 2021. I want to say like Nash, but I feel like that's too late. Was it Vosh? At Overisa? That was it.
1: I am so good it. at this. Nice. Oh, man. Nice. Oh, this is why I get to be the trivia master. It's two, two, two for two tier today.
0: So you have to go back two seasons before that, Michael, before you get another non dutchy and it was Rochette and Nash in, in the um, Midwest World Cups. 2019. So there have been three. There have been three non-Dutch
2: citizens Since 2019, who've won
0: World Cup races.
2: That's pretty insane. That's uh, that's a pretty solid run. All right, your trivia. My last question before we get on to Zach's we'll go back to victories. Who's number three in overall amount of wins this season in the men's side? One is Vanderpoel. we, uh, would two be Ailey? Two's Ailey. Okay. So it's in three. all of Cyclocross. Yeah. On the men. Men.
0: Lars Pim.
2: You're probably not gonna guess this one. Um Curtis White. Unless you're a student of, unless you're a student of the streak tweet. Ooh. So like Conwa? Yep. Yep. Number three. <laughs> good, good job, Zach! Uh, wow, man, I, I,
1: you know, it's it's funny. Like my girlfriend and I have been going to trivia every Wednesday, and we just get our shit rocked left and right. And I just need across trivia, hold court, and I would be king because God knows I suck at TV and movies, and I just get smoked every Wednesday on those categories. <laughs> Amazing. All right,
0: we we are we are at we are we are at fifty minutes already. I'm not sure what we've covered so far, but here we are. So Zach, Swecuary trivia. To your... okay, All right, you guys are competing. You
1: guys need to get pen- paper and pencil out. We got we got a lot of questions paper here. Paper and pencil. Or you could do it on. You could do it on your computer. If you're scoring at home, uh, you can also. So I was thinking. You know, it's scoring at home. Got my, um, got my cyclocross sport of the future notebook. Here. <laughs>
2: That's wow, amazing. I'm just using my blue. Blue Class, Blue Shield. Okay.
0: So go. I was
1: just, I was remembering. Uh, I grew up, you know, uh, there was a show called Did You Guys Watch Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Yeah. Okay. Well, played the game. I, oh, so there was a TV show that I was obsessed with because I love geography and I always wanted to go on it. So I'd, I would do it at home, right? I would write down my answers and be like, ah, I could totally beat those people. Uh, never got, never got picked. Tried to get on the show, never got picked to do it. So, but you can do it at home. So this, like, if you want to, you wanna do it here, uh, if you're at home, write down your scores, see if you can beat Bill and Michael. So are you guys ready? Yes. All right, question number one. These are all about swekuary This is just this is your like omnibus swekuary trivia. We'll do five points per question. We'll do all the answers after we go through this. Number one. Within one year, what year did Sonicant win her first swekuary race? Oh man, you really
2: guess okay when she first won okay you can be within
1: one year we'll give you one year on this one so i'm writing down my answer and you're going to come yeah, back to number it. Two. Oh, okay what and, and part of this is i just want to say swakuary over and over and over yeah, again I guess so. number two what year was the last year that sonic won a swakuary race So several right. of these are Sonicant related. Uh, okay. Number three, who was younger when they won their first Swekuary race? Sonicant or Femvenempel?
2: <laughs> oh, man. Number four,
1: who has more Swekuary wins? Sonicant. Or Michu Vanderpool. and these are elite, by the way. So, like, these are only these are only elite wins. Well, who are the
0: people on Sunny Counter uh, Vanderpool?
1: Vanderpool. Okay. The fun part of these is most of these are like super close. And that's part of why I picked them. Uh, number five. Who among these three riders has the most specular wins that haven't been vacated? Worst Betsema brand?
2: I feel like I was studying for that one. I feel like I know that answer. Two more.
1: Number six. Within let's say 4% what percentage of Sweck's career wins at the elite level have occurred in the month of Sweckuary? Uh, also, I forgot, uh, world's wins don't count if they were in February. This is only during the, the Sweckuary season. So if you want to revise. Yeah, I, I want to revise because I'm being so precise on these. I know, I know. <laughs> All right. Um,. So uh, f- the final one is uh, Vanderpoel, which I counted wrong. There's, he's won a lot of February races, most of them. There was one race that he lost three years in a row from 2015 through 2017. He did not win this race in Swecuary. What race was it? All right. Okay. All right. So we're going we're gonna to add this All up, right. and then we're going to do the thing where you get to bet some, because we have one more final trivia. So to go through, I'll let you guys score your own. Uh, Sonic Kant's <laughs> first Swecovery win was in 2011. If I get one, I get one right, I get 1,000 points. <laughs> okay. Her first win was in 2011. Oh! Yes! <laughs> I wrote 2010. That's one year, Within right? One year. I 2011 right there oh man i nailed it that's the only one i'm gonna get right oh man 20 hell yeah uh her last one was in 2019
0: oh i missed that
2: i wrote 2020 it's 2019
0: got it i got 20 oh no that one had to be exact the first one had to be within one
1: all right
2: oh okay good
1: all right uh third sonica 20 years four months Fem Van Emple, 20 years, five months. Yes. Yes. Sonicant Sonic is, in, is an October birthday. Fem Van oh, is a September means, birthday.
0: Which means I probably missed the next one.
1: Feb, Swekuary wins. Yeah. Sonicant, 26. Uh, yes. Had, Much better she has more. Fought. Vanderpool at 24.
2: Oh, Sonicont wow. Sonicant was okay, stacked those wins.
1: Uh, Among our three worst Betzma brand, Swecky wins. Worst Mm was seven. Betzma was six. Probably would have won, but she got a bunch vacated that doping year. And then brand with five. I wrote brand. I wrote brand, too. Uh, Sweck, 35%. 35% of his career wins. And you said between how many percent? I said within 4%. Sweet. I, I said 33 because that's what you said you last week. <laughs> 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 and Vanderpool, his, his boner race. It's Bodie's race. Ostmala. Oh. Three times in a row he did not win that race. Uh, I rode St. Nicholas. I said Nordzy Cross because it's fun to say. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> All right. So how many points do you guys got? 15. Uh, I got three correct. One, two, three, four. 20. All right. Well, this will make this Ooh. as interesting. All right. So this one is one of those. This is always the final trivia question is always got to put things in order. All right. So from most Swakuary wins to least Swakuary wins of these four riders, and you also have to wager on, I don't know, you can wager up to 15. So uh, now we'll make it up to 20 since that's to keep it fair. So you can wager up to 20 lars So
0: wait 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 wait. we wager and we have to get all of them right and then we get those points
1: yes yeah so if you you get the point it's like final jeopardy if you get it right okay. you get the points if you get it wrong so i can
2: wager up 20 as well even though i have 15 or you're saying yeah sure why not i get oh. <laughs> let's keep it interesting
1: yeah if you can catch bill if bill wants to to roll the dice and we'll see what happens uh but you could also wager zero. Uh all right, so of these riders, Lars, Mikey V, Ailey, and Tone Arts Swecuary wins, greatest to least.
2: Hmm. All right, I'm in. Wait, hang on. Sorry, I'm This was good. I hope everybody's doing this.
0: If you haven't just rewind now or yeah. whatever the equivalent of rewind is on podcasts, hit that uh 30 second button or two minute button back and and
2: and go do this because I want to know your scores. I want to know your honest scores for this quiz. All right. I've got my answers. I'm gonna wager. Well, should we so uh, we should say at the end?
0: Yeah. So you I say, wrote my, you, uh, I wrote, yeah, I wrote my wager down. Oh, let me, um, but you have to, yeah, you, you're supposed to write where you write your wager down
1: before he read the question. Oh, really? Yeah. Whoops.
2: Okay. Well, I'm gonna, um,
1: Oh, I guess. Okay. Yeah. I guess you guys reveal your answers. Like, I mean, I guess usually they know after the first one, right? Because then Alex Trebek, rest in peace would tell him the answer. Uh, so Bill, I'm curious, let's hear what you guys went with.
0: Sure. Uh, Ailey one,
2: tone two, Mikey V three, Lars four. Okay. I went Ailey, Mikey V, Tone, Lars.
1: All right. Uh Mike uh, uh Michael got it. Michael oh, got it. Uh, so yeah, so it was Ailey with eight, Mikey V with five, tone with four, and Lars with just one just one little elite win in
2: Sweek I um, wagered zero. Okay. I wagered uh, you can't. I wagered 20. I wagered <gasps> oh, everything. Bodie, Bodie the, is, the is the dice. <laughs> um, I, would, yes.
0: I would like to I would like to file a protest.
1: Based on <laughs> oh wait you said he could do twenty he could only like, could do fifteen I said he could do twenty
2: yeah, he said I could do 20. yeah he could do
1: he would have to give us he would have to give us points he would have to oh points yeah he would have to he would have to cover uh, one subscriber's subscription for the year but <laughs> but it doesn't but it didn't happen nice so. that was good I you know I did
0: much better I I don't mind I don't mind losing that um happy with the podium. Is this like, first, first the, URI like the podium?
1: Like the the Louisiana like cat three podium where there's only yeah. two two people that show
2: up? Right. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Exactly. Why Louisiana? Why are you picking on Louisiana? First of all, it's, we're combined with Mississippi. All right. So it's Lambra.
1: <laughs>
2: and there's usually at least five of
1: us. Right. All right. Well, I curious to hear your scores uh, hopefully folks Ma- were michael's standing on the picnic table i get to be on the cooler <laughs>
0: <laughs> no you're just on the ground because you're tall enough <laughs> yeah no let us know your uh your your quiz scores. That was fun. Okay, do we have time to do this Hall of Fame or should we once again just kick it down the road? I know we got golden to time. We got our awards. I think that we should, I, Zach, I think that one thing, not to give you homework, but I'm giving you homework, uh, we need this um, list of awards by like the end of this week so we can post it up there so people can um, okay. kind of get their own, their own choices in early.
1: Yeah, I'm, I want to do some more uh, digging into some numbers. I mean, I did some to the extent that I could. I feel like should we talk about the World Cup? Because with that, we've also been punting that, and I feel like there's an opportunity. I mean, if we had to go an extra week after the Golden Tubies to talk Hall of Fame, that's fine. Like, yep. we can keep yeah, the cyclocross we, excitement we going. But
0: but we also by that time may know what the actual World. Cup. This is the longest we've gone. I mean, don't I remember us? working for our competing publications at Bonesa on Saturday and getting the notification like when it came out and just kind of the the
1: sprint to publish the Oh yeah the, Bill and the, I like stiff arming heismaning each yeah. other out of the way to <laughs> to get to publish the calendar the to be the send. first one out. Yeah, yeah, it was always like the Friday before Worlds, like right. the full calendar because they would
0: meet. That was the and and they they again. So the UCI commission, the Cyclocross Committee, w- always goes to Worlds, and that's when they always have their annual meeting. And at that meeting, the calendar is released, and they vote on it or rubber stamp it or whatever they do. And then it came out, and it's just not. You know they had their meeting, but they didn't. They didn't have a calendar to vote on, so they're they are still waiting to do that, which is wild. I mean, and it, it it stinks for North American cyclocross because everything is super time sensitive from now on for every UCI race because we're not in you know somebody's backyard. We're like in parks and in venues that are like okay, if you're not gonna have this date, we're gonna give it to the jazz festival. So, yeah. you know, that, that stuff is already in the work. So having, having this done uh, needs to happen soon, but yeah, so let's do uh let's do golden to next week. Are you okay with that, Zach? And then we'll move the hall of fame stuff down. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, we don't, we don't need to, I'm just saying if we're looking for filler, I, I, I want more time to, to have some numbers for the the hall of fame conversation. I think, You know, some folks have brought up the idea of should North Americans be in the Hall of Fame? I'm going to say chances of that at the international level are slim to low to none. But I think we should also contemplate the North American cyclocross. I'd be, I know that there is the Society of the Woolly Mammoth or whatever it was called that really hasn't i don't know have they met recently um but you know i no, just talking I mean, that about was, like that was more of a fundraiser too for
0: like kind of the predecessor of the mud fund so yeah but, but yeah i, I would I, love I to have
1: the conversation they're... about who the first class of of north american uh cyclocross is like you know like are megley rochette and Claire hansig are part of the original class or are they for you know i'd like these would be super interesting conversations and i would like to get some more numbers and take a look and, you know, to kind of dive into it and think about that, you know, like who would be the first class for North America and might as well give some love to to our friends at home since we have declared ourselves the voting media for these uh, cyclocross hall of fames. And then we can we can put it up on the bulletin and have it be ensconced because we learned this bill. We learned we learned with the Grodio power rankings that you got to put it in words. You got to publish it. Yep. Probably. I I don't know if I'll be able to do the cool graphics like our friends at Pure Gravel or whatever, but like you got to write it down. It can't just be oral. You need to have a written accounting of it. So we'll make sure that once we work things out and workshop things together and decide what it is, we'll put it in writing to make sure that like someone doesn't try to like cop that idea. I'm looking at you slow ride podcast.
2: One, one thing I think we can sign off and, and send our listeners to thinking about, especially in relation to the Hall of Fame, is the idea of the monuments in cyclocross. I know that our friend Rob Kelly at Criterion Nation has been sort of talking about the Criterium monuments. I think someone has mentioned the monuments in cyclocross, but I think that sort of can help also decide winners or inductees and did you get it we we talk about getting up for the big races and so what are those big races what are the monuments i think we have ideas but um start thinking about those friends and you know in the slack drop us some of your initial thoughts on some of those monuments of cx all right
0: um yeah we'll be back next week with um with awards see you then